Hey, and welcome to the Sit Down with Suzanne podcast. I am your host, Suzanne. Well, who am I? I am an author, a life coach, a minister, a motivational speaker, and a leader with over 20 odd years of experience leading multi-million dollar corporations. And I am here for your listening pleasure. If you're joining for the first time, welcome to the show. Stick around. And for all my returning listeners, I thank you for tuning in for every new episode. I thank you for liking, for sharing, for subscribing, for writing reviews. I just want to say thank you all. Today's episode, I'm going to be talking about joy, and it is going to be titled Choose Joy. I decided a very long time ago that I was going to choose joy. Despite what's happening in any area of my life, I'm going to choose joy. So often we get caught up, right? And we say that um, we're going to be happy when we have certain things. We're going to be happy when we're married. We're going to be happy when we buy our home. We're going to be happy when we get our dream car. We're going to be happy, you know, just for whatever reasons when we have that dream job. And until we get there, what do you do in the meantime? Do you stay unhappy? I decided that Every single day of my life deserves to be celebrated. Every single day of my life deserves joy. And there's so many things that I deal with sometimes. You know, one of the most devastating things that I had to deal with was the death of my beloved father um, in 2018. And to this day, I still struggle with it because... You know, you do the what if. What if you had done this? What if you had done this differently? Did you have the conversation that you should have had? So, you know, I certainly have regrets. And, you know, now I'm learning to accept and, you know, I'm, I'm able to speak about him without crying and, you know, laugh at the memories and reminisce with my loved ones. But it's something that I'm still dealing with, but I still have joy. And the thing is, Joy comes from God personally. That's what I believe. And, you know, you guys know I'm very vocal about my faith and my joy comes from God. My joy is internal. So even when the outside um, areas of my life are not aligned or they're not where they're supposed to be, I still have joy and I'm very deliberate. I'm very intentional about choosing joy. And I've had conversation with friends and like, you know, like this is happening. You know, why are you you know, more, not more devastated or weren't you more shocked? And it's not that I'm not, it's that I cannot wallow in it. There's so much going on in this world right now that is so determined to steal our joy. You know, as a black woman, just turning on the news every single day, over and over. There's such violence against people of color. There's such violence against Asian American people. There's such violence against disenfranchised. Um, you know, all these things, people, you hear stories of people going to jail for 37 years for a crime they didn't commit. And, you know, other things that are happening throughout the world, the pandemic, um, you know, so there are moments that it truly does get to you. And you have to be intentional about securing your joy. So I choose joy. No matter what I'm going through, I choose joy. And I'm going to encourage you by the end of this episode, I want you to say to yourself, I choose 
joy. No matter what I'm going through, no matter what the circumstances, no matter if I don't have the relationship I want right now, no matter if I'm not married, no matter if I don't have my dream home, my dream car, my dream job, whatever it is I'm waiting for, whatever it is I am hustling for, every day I'm hustling, right? Whatever it is I'm hustling for, I am still going to choose joy in the interim. I'm not going to be miserable until because what happens is then you get the thing and you're so used to being unhappy that you don't know how to be happy. You don't know how to enjoy it. You know, I have my home and, you know, I'll say to my husband sometimes, let's enjoy our home. Let's go sit on the deck. Let's go look at the sunset. Let's sit in the living room, you know, watch a movie. And we do a lot of things because we work very hard to purchase our home. And I don't want it to be, you know, we're just working to pay for the home without enjoying the benefits of the home. So I truly enjoy my home. Um, you know, everything that every material thing that I've been able to attain through the grace of God and hard work, um, you know, God blesses you and God gives you common sense and he helps you achieve things. So everything that I have, I really enjoy it. So I choose joy. I'm going to give you five areas of my life that I decided is areas that if I choose joy in those areas, I am going to have joy just resonate. I'm just going to have joy just saturate every area of my life. So I hope you have your pen and pencils ready or your pen and paper, I should say, so that you can jot this down, how you can choose joy. The very first one, are you listening? If you want to choose joy, it's about self-care. You cannot have joy if you are not taking care of yourself. Are you listening to me? You have to choose self-care if you want to have joy. So a couple of things you've got to ask yourself. What makes you happy? You know, what are the things that brings you joy? And you could start with happy till you get to joy. But what makes you happy? For me, it's curling up with a good book. It's spending time with family. It's, you know, watching a movie by myself. It's having a bowl of ice cream wrapped in my blanket and, you know, watching my favorite show or watching reruns of my favorite show. My faith makes me happy when I think about my relationship with God. That is something that makes me happy. So this is something when you're thinking about self-care, how do I do self-care? Ask yourself, what makes you happy? Figure that out. The next question you're going to ask yourself or the next things you're going to do, I should say, is you're going to release the fear of other people's approval. Let me tell you something. That is a killer of joy. When you are waiting for approval of others to enjoy your life. So if you decide you're going to do self-care, um, and you know, sometimes people are very opinionated about your life and the things that you do in your life. Um, you know, whether self-care for you is going to go get a manicure, people will say, you know, why are you getting a manicure? You could do it yourself. I've done manicures. I've heard over here, heard people having these conversations. I've done manicures on my own and, you know, people are trying to explain to them, you know, they like the feeling, Hey, 
If you're working hard and that is your self-care is getting a weekly manicure, then do you. So you have to release the fear of other people's approval. That's number two. And here's the final step, because I don't want to make it too difficult, because I already said that I'm going to give you five areas of your life that you need to focus on so that you could choose joy. And these are the areas that I did, and I was able to have joy in my life. Do it often. So find what makes you happy, release the fear of other people's approval, and do it often. Whatever it is you're doing for self-care, do it often. I mean, okay, all right. So I like traveling, you know, going out of the country with my family and just having a grand old time at the beach. So clearly I can't do it often because A, if expenses, B, the kids have school, and C, um, I, I'm not going to get that much time off from work. But there are little things that I enjoy. Like, like I mentioned, you know, I am a reader, curling up with a good book and just reading by myself. That is my idea of self-care, and I do it as often as I can. All right, so that's it for number one, for self-care, for choosing joy. Number two, marriage. If you happen to be married and you want to choose joy in your marriage, number one, spend time with each other. There's so many things that are, you know, happening in your life. There's so many things that's going to pull you guys apart. And it's not even intentional or malicious things. It's just life gets in the way. It's works at work and job, um, work and bills and school. If you're going to school and kids, and there's just a lot of things that you truly sometimes, you know, the last thing when you crawl into that bed at midnight or whenever you crawl into bed is to spend time with each other. But I'm going to encourage you spend time with each other, prioritize that time, whether it's an hour a week. And it's, you're like, well, that doesn't sound like a lot, but think about it now. How much time do you actually spend with each other? I'm not talking when, you know, you know, you run by each other and say hi and whatever. I am so intentional about spending time with my husband. Um, you know, there are certain shows that even though it kills me because he takes forever sometimes to watch it, I wait to watch it with him or just chill out with him and just talk and have conversations. I make sure that if we're home together, when we're eating a meal, we're eating it together. So these are simple little things that I do. I'm very intentional about spending time with him. Here's another one. Number two, work with your spouse and not against. And what do I mean by that? You know, sometimes when you want something and the other person has a different view or a different opinion, um, it feels like you're working against each other. But remember, Ultimately, your spouse is your partner and you guys have the same end game. So you're working with each other. So try to work with each other and not against each other. And if you are both talking about something and you guys have different opinion, just this is what we say. Okay. Like this is the end results. What do we want for the end results? And then how can we align, you know, the journey that, you know, you want it this way. I want it that way. How can we kind of come together to get the end results? Because again, we're partners. We want the same or we should want the same end results. And the other one is I'm going to tell you all this. Don't tell people your business. All right. 
When you have a situation in your marriage, work it out. I'm not saying that you shouldn't sometimes get outside advice, like professional advice or things like that. And, you know, you could certainly talk to friends, but don't go around telling everybody your business every time that they mess up or you mess up. Because a lot of times when you have an argument, you just want somebody to be on your side. So when you give the story it is, um, you know, it's a slightly tilted towards you so that you look like the better party. So just don't tell folks your business, try to work it out amongst your Self. And then if you can't work it out amongst yourself, seek professional help, but do not go out there and tell everybody your business. All right. So number two for choosing joy, your marriage for all you married folk. I'm telling you, I've been married for 20 odd years. It is not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but we have joy and we are happy because like I said, we got very deliberate. And when we see ourselves strayed from these areas, these are the areas that we work on and we focus on spending time with each other, working with each other and not against, and we don't tell folks our business. All right. Number three for choosing joy, parenting. There's a lot of overworked and stressed out parent. Believe me, I get it. Um, 2020 leading into 2021 was rough between homeschooling and then hybrid models and Zoom meetings and Zoom call. There was just so many things to challenge you as a parent. And, you know, kids growing up, kids having other friends, kids seeing things that are happening in the world and having different conversations. So it is sometimes very difficult um, to be a parent. But here is how you choose joy as a parent. You're going to first recognize that there are no perfect parents. So don't look at somebody else parenting and says, you know, they are perfect. I wish I was that type of parent. Even if you don't say it out loud to somebody else, but you're thinking it in your mind. Every single parent have opportunity. I know some people will say, my kids don't watch TV. That's okay. That's their business. Some people will say, my kids, I don't have a cell phone. That's okay. That's their business. My kids doesn't do this. My kids doesn't do that. Uh-uh. We are raising independent adults because these little kids will grow up and become adults and we want them to be self-sufficient. We want them to be good people and we want them to be able to think on their own and make good choices. All we can do is do our best. So we got to recognize that there are no perfect parents. All right. And the other thing is this, and this is tough because sometimes I struggle with it is give your children room to be themselves. I'm going to tell you this. I love dresses. I love tutus and tiaras and diamonds and all the works, right? My daughter, um, Sarah Jessica, when she was younger, she loved it right along with me. A few years ago, she started getting out of it. She's like, mom, I really don't want to wear any dress. Mom, I don't want to wear the skirt. And I'm telling you, I was like frustrated because I'm like, but she looks so cute. And I would force her to wear the dress. I'm like, listen, you got to wear this dress. You got to wear the skirt and things like that. Um, and then, you know, I started to realize she has her own style. I am raising this young lady who's going to be an adult one day. And I want her to be able to think independently and think for herself. And she doesn't want the tutus and she doesn't want the gowns or the tiaras. And as much as it breaks my heart, I had to let her go. And her style is completely different from mine. She's all about the jeans and the sneakers and the sweats and the hoodies and it's not me. 
but it is her. So I'm giving her room to be herself. Um, and the other thing is forgive them and love them. Listen, your kids are going to mess up. Your kids are going to drive you crazy. Your kids are going to fail. And one of the hardest things sometimes when your kid fails at something and you think that they should not have failed and you know, how do you deal with that? How do you let them know that it is okay to fail, but hold them accountable and still love them? I'm going to tell you because sometimes, you know, during the year, my kids off and on sometimes struggled with the online learning. Um, you know, I think that just being in front of the Zoom computer um, all day was just too much. And, you know, sometimes it's frustrating. I'm like, okay, why didn't you turn this work in, um, you know, and things like that. So, but I had to learn to say, okay, it's different for them. And I have to understand that some things are not going to be easy for them. And even if I think it's going to be easy, so it's learning to forgive them and learning to love them. And sometimes there's nothing to even forgive. But when I say forgive, it's like if they mess up and they'll come to you and says, mom, dad, I messed up. You know, how do I fix this? You help them. I'm not saying bail them out of everything because you also have to give them tough love and give them an opportunity to learn to clean up after themselves, but they should know that, okay, I forgive you. I love you, but how are you going to fix this? You don't always have to go in there and have the solution for them, but give them room to find that out. So that's how you choose joy as a parent. You recognize that there are no perfect parents. So stop comparing yourself to others. You're going to give your children um, room to be themselves, and then you're going to forgive them and love them. Number four on your journey to choosing joy, your relationships. This is so important. You are going to eliminate toxic relationships. It doesn't matter who it is. If it's toxic, let it go. Try to fix it if you can, if it's, you know, somebody significant and important to you, but release toxic relationships. It drains you mentally. It drains you emotionally. It drains you spiritually. And then eventually it starts to leak over into your physical um, life. So eliminate toxic relationships. And number two, spend time nurturing the relationships that are important to you. So for me, first and foremost, is my relationship with God. And it's funny, I'm doing the podcast. I'm not even recording the episode. I'm talking about my relationship with God. And I already have my hands up, you know, ready to say hallelujah, glory, hallelujah. But spend time nurturing the relationship. My relationship with God is so important to me. It's reading the scripture. Um, you know, it's praying, it's connecting, it's talking, it's talking to my kids about who God is. And, you know, I do also have the opportunity to minister. So when I'm ministering, ensure that the word that I'm delivering is from God and not from me. Um, so for me personally, it's nurturing the relationship with God, nurturing my relationship with my husband, nurturing the relationship with my kids, nurturing the relationship with my friends, with, um, you know, my family members, my siblings, every person that's important to me, I am spending time nurturing that relationship, spending quality time. And one of the things 
I'm doing and I've done, and I've mentioned it before on, you know, a couple of different episodes. If I'm hanging out with you and you're on the phone, we're not really hanging out. So this was hard for me to learn to do because we're so, I was so attached to my phone and, you know, cause we're busy, right? I'm like, let me check my email and you know, all that, but I'm putting my way, my phone and I'm spending time with the person. Um, and then the other thing for relationships, accept and forgive accept people for who they are. If they are something that you can't live with, then, you know, you may have to move forward from it, but people are going to be people. People are going to be different. You know, it's funny. I, I mentioned that, you know, I love gowns and dressing up and the tiaras and I just happen to have friends who that's not who they are. Right. And I, you just have to accept folks and, you know, move on. And just like, oh, I expect, I expect them to accept me for all my gown loving self, right? Um, I have to accept them for who they are. So accept who people are and forgive them when they mess up and move on. What's the point? If these relationships are important to you, why are you holding grudges? Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Forgive and move on. And then the final area, number five, where you can choose joy in your life. And I'm telling you, I have worked on these five areas and that's how I have joy. It's your work. And why did I put your work in there? Because you know what? Your job is important. It is your income. It affords you the lifestyle that you want. And you spend a significant amount of time at home. Um, not at home, at work. Because think about it. When you're at home, you have to take out the sleeping time, right? And the chores and all that. But when you're at work, you're interacting with these people 40, 45, 50 hours a week. So here's how you choose joy at work. You do the best job you can, no matter what your job is, no matter your title or lack of title, you always do the best job that you can. The other part is ask yourself if you are fulfilled. Is this the job that I want to do? Is this the job that I see myself doing for a long time? And the final step, if you are not fulfilled, you continue to do the best job you can, but then find some things that fulfills you. Um, and I know it's easier said than done because um, some folks are not able to move around as much. Um, but, you know, do the best you can do what you have to do to better yourself. If you have to get something additional, um, if you want to move in a different direction. But I just have such a hard time thinking about folks who stay in job for 10, 20, 30 years, and they're absolutely miserable. I've worked with people that they hate their job, um, and they're miserable and they will do nothing to change it because they enjoy wallowing in that misery. They enjoy just talking about how unhappy they are and all these things. So, um, and you know, obviously there's sometimes jobs where there's toxic people, there's toxic leaders and, you know, slowly, but surely we could get out from under their thumb. Um, I think there's a lot more transparency in leaders now where they are being held accountable. Um, there's a reckoning going on There's a racial reckoning, but there's also 
people are just no longer putting up with foolishness and people are raising the alarm. So, you know, we have to do what we can to support others when they raise the alarm. And if somebody speaks up about something, support them. If you have witnessed this, support them. And a lot of times we want to stay under the radar and not, you know, report somebody else. But we have to make sure that everyone is treated equally and fairly. And that's how you get joy at work. You do the best job that you can. You ask yourself if you're fulfilled. And then if you're not fulfilled, then you find a job that fulfills you. So that is how I chose joy. Those five areas of my life, and those are the five areas of your life that I'm telling you, you need to focus on self-care, marriage, parenting, relationships, and work. And, you know, eliminate them. Um, that is not a part of who you are if you're not married, if you're not a parent, um, but we all have relationships. Unless you're independently wealthy and, hey, kudos to you, then you don't have work. But even that that managing your money is work, right? But prioritize these things because joy to me is so important. I am always so disheartened when I think about folks going through life, being so unhappy, and then they come to the end of their life and they're still unhappy. So they just spent their entire life being unhappy. Nothing is worth that. Absolutely nothing. And I want to see you guys have joy. So I, as, um, as always, I'm thanking you guys for listening um, to the show. I appreciate everything that you do. And I'm going to encourage you actually. And by the way, so you'll notice um, on my, um, at the end of every episode now, so I am on buy me a coffee. So you are welcome to treat me to a coffee. Now, you know, I don't do coffee, but it didn't say buy me a tea. It was buy me a coffee. So you can go on and you can buy me a cup of coffee and or two or three is how much if you love the show and you want to support the show. So I thank you for listening. Um, the Sit Down with Suzanne podcast is available on all the major podcasts and directory. It's in on Apple, Amazon, iHeart, Pandora, Spotify, Stitcher, um, every single one of them. So just go ahead and like, share, subscribe, write a review, send me your feedback. And until next time, this is Suzanne signing off.